Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Game of Love podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Smith, and I'm so happy to be here today uh, coming to you from Denver, Colorado. We've had gorgeous weather. Uh, I hope this podcast episode uh, finds you happy, healthy, and I hope you are enjoying some gorgeous weather as well, wherever you are in this world. Uh, I'm really excited about this episode because today I'm going to be preparing you for love after lockdown. Now, present day, uh, all 50 states are open and people are starting to reemerge. Personally, myself, I am not reemerging. I don't feel comfortable stepping out into the world yet because COVID-19 is still alive and well. And uh, well, I'm hunkering down for a little bit longer. However, I am in favor of the um, economy giving a nice little shot in the arm and be um, resuscitated. So I'm happy that some businesses are opening up. And uh, gosh, you guys in Colorado, I would love for the um, national parks and the outdoor stuff to open. So anyway, this time in quarantine, uh, I'm going to put us all in the same category that it has been a time for us to relax rest, take a break from our life on the hamster wheel. And it's also been a time of reflection on ourselves, our lives, the world, how we show up in the world, and of course, our love lives. So today, as I prepare us to go back to some semblance of normalcy, hopefully, Uh, I want to tackle some big things before we go out in the world, because if we tackle them now, while things are quiet and, uh, you know, we we have this extra time, we can get in, take care of them, resolve them. So when we do step out into the real world again, when we start dating again, and we're going to be better people. And when we are better people, we attract better people, we will have better relationships, and we will, you know, have that love that we've been searching for. So without further ado, let's get into this. Last week, I was out running, and I ran by a house that I almost bought. Now, I was super excited about this place, and the deal ended up not going through. The sellers just decided they didn't want to move. And so I had to find a new place. Well, I did find a new place that I fell madly in love with. And I spent almost three years at this place. And it was one of the most fun times of my life. So many cool things happened. So many experiences And a lot happened for me, both personally and professionally. I was living downtown Denver, and so I was out in the mix all the time, and my business was thriving, and my social life was amazing, my love life, all this stuff. Now, the other day when I ran by this house, it hit me that if I would have bought that house my life would have been dramatically different. It was 10, 15 minutes away 
from downtown Denver. And it was in a cute neighborhood and all these great things. And it probably would have been beautiful living there as well. But it was just interesting to stop and have this moment of reflection with, hmm, my life could have gone in a very, very different direction. If I would have went this way, I wouldn't have met this person. I wouldn't have gone here. I wouldn't have done this. And then I realized I can apply that same concept to my love life. So I kept on my run the other day and I was thinking about one guy in particular that I was so head over heels in lust over several years ago. And he was a guy that I really wanted to settle down with. And when I'm on my run, I'm like, wow, how different my life would have been if I would have married this dude. (laughs) So I just had a moment that I let my mind go and I'm like, okay, you know, where would I be living and what would my day to day be like? And let me tell you, I was so thankful that I did not end up with this guy. (laughs) My life, I I love my life now. And uh, to reflect on what it would have been like, mm -mm, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it. But it's funny because at the time, you know, Jessica five years ago when I was crazy about this dude was praying and hoping, daydreaming and fantasizing that I would end up with this dude. So I was so thankful in that moment. I was so thankful that the universe had my back. A lot of times us as human beings we can't see the full spectrum of what's going on in our lives and what is best for us. And thank goodness that spirits, universe, God has a bigger perspective and can see a lot more than we can in our sweet human form. So spirit is our number one matchmaker. Sure, we can, goodness, we can hire a matchmaker. You can hire a dating coach. You can ask your family and friends to help you out. You can have the best intentions and do all of your work. And spirit is your number one matchmaker. Spirit knows. Spirit can see things that you don't see. So we really need to be thankful for those unanswered prayers. Yeah, those unanswered prayers that are actually answered, just not in the way that we hoped or expected them or dreamt about being answered. So in this moment, in this episode, being thankful (laughs) for those times that spirit intervened and things didn't work out when there was a breakup or someone cheated on you or um, you relocated, whatever happened in your life to change your course, be thankful. Be so thankful. 
And after you have a moment of reflecting and being thankful, trust spirit. Trust in your spiritual journey that you are being guided in the right direction. It might not be the direction that you're planning on, that you're praying for, but it is the right direction. Which brings me to a a little heavier topic that I want to talk about. Last week, I was asked to take part in the Inner Alchemy virtual summit. And I had such a great time. Uh, thank you to Morgan Garza for having me on. It was, it was wonderful. And I talked about love during lockdown and all these good things. And then at the very end, we did a Q&A and I was super excited to interact with uh, the people on the summit. And I had some questions that were were pretty heavy and very important all at the same time. And the questions that I was asked are the same questions I've been asked by several people, and especially on my retreats, have come up. And that is talking about releasing shame from past lovers. Now... I'm going to talk mostly to the ladies. So to to the gentlemen that are listening right now, thank you for sticking in this conversation. Uh, I'm going to talk to the ladies because a lot of this deep work around shame and sexuality uh, has been with women. And I, to be very honest, I don't have a lot of experience working with men around shame. I have experienced... uh, working with men around shame in different capacities. But anyway, to come back to my point, I want to really take time and be with the ladies with this topic. Because so many women have experienced shame around sexuality. And as of late on on this show, um, being on other platforms and talking to people, I've been talking a lot about sexuality. Uh, real quick, before we want to go any further, I want to read something to you that um, really hit home for me the other day that I want to share with you. This is a meme that I, I think is, is very powerful. Women get shame for sex, for liking it, for not liking it, for having too much of it, or for having too little. Women are shamed for having kids, for not having kids, for having abortions, for having kids too young, for having kids too old. So I share that with you um, to the women who are listening. This is acknowledgement and some validation to you that being a woman in this world, it's 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 just fucking hard sometimes. You know, it's like you're you're a slut if you like sex, you're a prude if you don't. Uh, you know, if you show too much skin, you know, you're a hoe if you don't show enough, then blah blah. It's just this whole balancing act that really you can't win. If you are trying to fit into some societal norm, ladies, you won't. What you can do 
is march to the beat of your own drum and make your own rules. Um, I've made my own rules. And as soon as I decided that I live by my own set of ethics and my own code and my own rules, and I'm not here to make anybody happy or fit into some box, the release and the freedom that I experienced was remarkable. So ladies, uh, let's, let's take care of the shame. And I'm going to go back to my question that I received on the summit. I had a woman that said that she is in a relationship and they're going to take it to the next level. But before she can take it to the next level, she felt like she had to make peace with with herself around her past lovers. She felt like she made mistakes and she felt guilty about the one night stands that she had had or the drunken one night stands where she felt like she had made a bad choice. Now, I, I totally get that. And I'm going to share with you guys today something you can do to cut the cords to past lover. But first, let's tackle the shame part of it. And society does impose so many ridiculous judgments on us and it's all bullshit. Okay. It's bullshit. You do not have to carry around the shame and judgment from another person. It is not their life to live. They don't have a say in your life. Okay, so there's that. And I could go on and on about that, but I won't. Something that really struck me is when this woman was asking the question and I I heard the guilt in her voice for these bad judgments that she made. And I really felt the need to resolve that guilt that she had because every person that comes into our life plays a role. And that includes our sexual partners. The people that we interact with, that we have sex with, that we love, that we flirt with, every single person plays a part in our lives. They are teaching us something. And now some of these lessons can be beautiful. Like, oh my gosh, I had this amazing date with this man and he held open the doors and he picked up the check and he was so polite and loving and chivalrous. Wow, that taught me that I need to have that man in my life moving forward. It can also be just the opposite. You could have a really shitty night that maybe you got drunk and went home with this dude and maybe the, the sex was not good and maybe he was very selfish and you didn't get a lot out of it. And maybe you laid there and felt like you were going to cry in his bed and didn't know where you were. You learned the lesson that you had to make better decisions moving forward in your life, that you were going to maybe not drink that much when you go out and keep your guard up and learn how to say no and stand up for yourself and have boundaries and all that. Every person is a learning lesson. Every person provides you with new knowledge that you need to move forward. 
And again, sometimes the lessons are fun and beautiful and sometimes they hurt and they're really painful. So going back to the sex and the carrying the shame, again, I'm going to repeat myself a little bit, but it's really important for women who are carrying around this icky feeling and this, this guilt and this unworthiness around sex, trust that spiritual journey that you're on. Trust that each person that has come into your life came in for a reason. Don't allow yourself to carry around any more guilt. Let it go. Let it go. In my years of working with people, especially on my transformational yoga retreats, oh my goodness, you guys, um, the things I've heard from the hundreds of women that have been on my retreats are horrific, sickening. Um, Some of the worst stories I've heard in my life have been stories of sexual trauma that women have shared. And uh, um, one in particular is someone who I know very well, and we have worked together. And her and I were on the, um, we're in the, in the car, in the van, going from one of the retreats back to the airport. And she was having a really hard time making peace with her sexual trauma. And she is a brilliant woman. She is a powerful woman. She is successful. She's just crushing life. But she was still struggling with her sexual shame. She felt robbed of her childhood. She felt disgusting. She felt embarrassed. She felt unworthy. And we sat there talking of in this van and I finally just looked at her and please know that there was a lot of beautiful, loving conversations and really therapy that went on the week prior to. So, um, this might sound a little bit of, uh, a little bit like tough love, but really it was, it was proper in that moment. And, um, anyway, I looked at her and I said, listen, you're amazing. You've had an amazing life that despite this horrific act that happened to you, you've been crushing it. And she says, I know, but I'm just having a really hard time moving on from it. And I I looked at her and I said, honey, think of this episode in your life, this trauma as an amazing feat that you overcame. Think of it like a badge on your Girl Scout sash. You know, when we're in the Girl Scouts, we we learn how to read a map and pitch a tent and start a fire and do community service. And we, we have to go through these experiences. And when we do, we get a badge and they you know, they're displayed proudly. And I said, honey, you got the badge of 
surviving sexual assault by one of your family members. Like you experienced that. You overcame it. You healed from it. And you've built a great life despite having that. Like you you won. You you did this and she got tears in her eyes and she started crying and she's like, Jessica, you're so right. Like I went through fucking hell and I came out of it. That's how amazing I am. So we cried together, we hugged and I share that story with you. So it will help you to reframe the shit that you've gone through. That whatever you have gone through has made you a stronger, better person. Now, the stats are that one out of four women have been sexually assaulted, abused, raped, molested. Um, it's sickening. It's sickening. And so I'm, spe- I'm speaking to a lot of women when I say, huh, I'm sorry that you went through this. I'm, I'm sorry that you had to go through hell. But you made it through. You survived. You survived. You were strong. You were powerful. And that event, as horrific as it was, made you so much stronger. So it is your job as a spiritual human being to stand up and make peace with it and wear it as a badge. Now, this isn't a badge that you necessarily need to display to the world and tell everyone what happened to you. You might. Some of you, some of you, it's part of your story. And since you overcame it, it is now your ethical, moral responsibility to share your story with the world, to protect women, to help your fellow woman get through it, and to help your fellow woman find her voice, find her power, find her strength, find herself, find her self-love. And some of you... Maybe you don't take it and share it with the world. Maybe that's just not your, you know, your mission. You know, maybe it's something else. But you personally need to see it as something that happened in your life that helped you evolve as a spiritual being. Ah, <sighs> I needed that breath. <laughs> um. I just want to take a moment and pause and allow for little energy to dissipate. Um, We're going to segue into a spiritual cord cutting. Now, this is powerful for uh, the people that we just talked, the people that I was just talking to that have experienced sexual trauma, assault, um, this is very powerful, a very powerful, powerful practice for you and for the people who have not experienced sexual trauma that perhaps are still thinking about their ex or in their 
living in their past and fantasizing about relationships and um, also to the people who are just feeling tied to people they've dated or people they've slept with. We are going to do a spiritual cord cutting. Now, some of you might be like, whoa, Jessica, I have no idea what you're talking about with this spiritual cord cutting. You need to bring it back down to planet Earth and talk to us like, <laughs> in, in uh, a less woo-woo fashion. So let me do that. Um, Doreen Virtue, who is a spiritual leader, she talks about etheric cords or spiritual cords like this. Etheric cords act like hoses with energy directed back and forth between two people. If the energy is healthy between you and a person, you can feel excited, enthusiastic, peaceful, energized. But if there's unhealthiness, you can feel obsessed, infatuated, manipulated, or living in fear. When these cords are cut, people can feel a sense of peace, relief, freedom, and feel energized. Also, HeartMath and the Elephant Journal released scientific research stating they have found that our thoughts, attitudes, and emotions emit a powerful electric field that other people can sense. Therefore, it connects us energetically to the people around us. So when we are out dating, interacting with people, sleeping with people, we connect cords to people. It's what binds us. It's what bonds us. It's what connects us. And it can be a very, very beautiful thing. And it can also be very, very unhealthy. So today I'm going to walk you through a spiritual process of cutting cords with your past lovers. Um, now this is something you can do right now. This is also something you can press pause and play it later on when you are in a setting that you, you feel more called to do this or if you're in a safe place to do this. So without further ado, here's the process to cutting spiritual cords. First, find a nice, comfortable, loving place that you can sit quietly and light a candle. And also have a safe place where you can burn a piece of paper, okay? So sit down, get comfortable, light a candle, and say, this candle is a symbol of pure light and love that resides within me. This light is a symbol of strength and protection. And sit down there with two pieces of paper. And on one piece of paper, you're going to write down the names of your past lovers and what you didn't like about them. Then on the second piece of paper, you're going to write down what you loved about them. And on the second piece of paper, don't put their names, just put down what you loved about them. And when you're finished writing on your two pieces of paper, sit down, sit up nice and tall, close your eyes and take a long, slow, deep breaths and say, 
Dear Universe and Spirit Guides, I call upon you and my highest self to cut any etheric cords that bind me to my past lovers. Heal any unhealthiness between us and let them go with loving kindness. Dear lovers, thank you for your love, lessons, and the time we spent together. I am now cutting the cords that bind us for our highest and best good. Your energy is yours and my energy is mine. We are no longer spiritually and emotionally connected. Spirit, please cut the cords and protect me from any future attachments. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so it is. Now sit with your eyes closed and envision the cords being cut, taking nice, long, slow, deep breaths. And then when you're ready, open your eyes and take the piece of paper that has the name of your past lovers and what you didn't like and go ahead and burn that piece of paper. Do it safely. And after it's burned, you can take those ashes and you can either flush them down the toilet, bury them in your yard, let them go in the wind, whatever you feel called to do. And if you have some sage or some Palo Santo, you can burn that, giving yourself a nice energetic clearing. I'm going to share with you the mantra that I use when I'm cleansing my space. This is divine space. Only positive energy resides here. Sending away any negative energy. It is not mine. It does not belong to me. Sending it out transformed and transmuted for the highest good. And so it is. You can leave the candle burning if it's safe. And then leave your second piece of paper sitting next to it. (sighs) You can take a nice deep breath. So that is how to cut the cords between you and your past lovers. And that's how you let go of shame. That's how you kiss your past goodbye. And that is how you prepare for your next phase of love. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Uh, remember to follow me on Instagram, jessicasmith.love, and I post all the time. You can check out my stories and, and see me on the daily. And also subscribe so you don't miss an episode of this podcast. And if you could show me some love, you can give me a nice five-star rating. And um, for even more love, you can write a review. I'd really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time. Get out there and love each other.